This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They have everything from robots to roll-ons to creams to balms to tonics. Anything you need or want, this is more geared towards your athlete out there. But if even if you're not an athlete and you have aches and pains, it's good for you as well. I take it myself. It's proven to work. There's no side effects, no THC. You can't get high. So you don't have to worry about that. So go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com today. And if you're a woman that so happens to be listening to the show, thank you very much. And if you'd like to shop online, please go to poppyapparel.com and use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. They ship worldwide. It's free shipping if you spend more than $50. They have everything that a woman needs or wants, any shape or size, any season you want. They have it. Like I said, they ship worldwide, so there's no excuse. And you also get 10% off. Once again, go to poppyapparel.com. And lastly... If you're into nerd culture or into collectibles, as I guess most people are nowadays, because, you know, Marvel's on the scene and even now with Disney Plus being out there, if you want to grab some collectibles, go to firstrow.ca, use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll get 20% off. This is a Canadian company that I'm proud to support out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, and they everything they have there is in Canadian funds, so if you're an American listener and you want it at a cheaper rate, they ship to you down there, and they update daily. Like I said, they have everything from wrestling, memorabilia, to comic books, to movie posters, anything you need or want, go visit firstrow.ca. And if you want to support me directly, I have a merchandise store. Please go to tpublic.com. Or if you're listening to me on your one of your devices, just scroll down. It's embedded there somewhere. The link, it'll take you directly right to the page so you don't have to search through all the other mumbo-jumbo. And I have everything from mugs, to carry-on cases, to pillows, to onesies, to anything you could think of, I pretty much have there, and that supports me directly. So please do that. And obviously, the most important thing is the algorithms out there. So if you subscribe, please go rate, review. That's very important on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, talking about video games once again, because everyone knows I'm mostly into MMA, wrestling, and video games, which is kind of a 
weird trifecta that I was thinking about. I don't know if much people are really into those three the same amount as I am into. But anyways, if you're out there, send me an email, let me know so I'm not the only one. But this week's guests are the hosts from Game Till 5, Nikki and Steph. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good, thank you. Yeah, not bad. As people can can tell by now, yes, my hosts, or not hosts, my guests have an accent. They are all the way from jolly old England, as they say. We are. Yeah. We're very yeah. jolly. So you know what's going to happen now. If if my listeners interact with you, and that's a big if because there's not many of them that are out there on social media for some odd reason. Maybe it's because of my age group. But anyways, if they interact with you, they're going to say that you sound the same. Because when I have Max and Jesse on, even though we said we weren't going to talk about them, but we're going to make fun of them for a bit. When I had them on, everyone said that they sounded exactly the same. So I think that's going to happen with you two today. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we've had friends who said that me and Nikki sound the same. Yeah. We're from the same part of England as well. So I think oh. our accents are quite similar. Yeah, it's fine. If you think we sound the same, you can just imagine us as one big blob. <laughs> yeah. With two heads. Yeah. So the reason why I have you guys on today is we're going to do top five female, what, I guess, not stars, but female video game protagonists, video game that's, I guess, in a video game. Because I didn't really set out the criteria to you two, so I, this is very broad. It could be a main star, it could be a, a just a character in passing by, whatever catches your eyes, but... That's, I guess, what we're going to pretty much do today. But before we get to that, so people could dif- differentiate from you two. Let, I'll start with you, Steph, first. What is different from you to Nikki, then? What are you into? What are your likes? Let the people know what you're all about. Uh, what is different from Nikki? There's not much. We've been <laughs> friends for too long. Um, we have become a blob. No, um, I... Um, what do I do? Other than video games, it's not much else to me. Um, I work in video games as well, so that's my main difference, I guess, from Nikki. So mm-hmm. my life is just all video games all the time. And then this podcast that we do. Um, and I think that's about it. I think... <laughs> oh, I'm learning great. Japanese. That's another fact. There we go. Oh, There's nice. my two facts. And how is that going? How Do you find it difficult? Um, yeah, it's not the easiest thing. I'm doing okay, though. I struggle with, like, spelling and grammar and okay. I sometimes find it slightly easier to do Japanese stuff because there's more like set rules than there is with English and English words are like you say them and they sound completely different to how they're spelt whereas Japanese is very much like sounds and spells oh, the okay. same gotcha so it's not too bad makes sense all right what about you Nikki what what breaks you apart from the pack as they say um so I don't work in the video game industry but I happily would so if anyone wants to hire me, I can't do anything. I've got no skills. Um, basically, awesome. I say the only thing I've got going for me, really, is the fact that I do like cosplay. Okay. I do that on the side. I don't I don't have a very interesting job, so that's kind of what's keeping me kind of entertained at the moment. So I do that in my spare time. Um, I basically just dress up as video game characters for enjoyment. And I don't really have any fun facts apart from that. <laughs> I like cats. That's about it. Oh, there you go. Then you're welcome here because I have two cats myself. That's actually oh, they've made appearances on the show before. So who knows? We'll see if they oh. make one today. <laughs> That'll be good. All right, let's talk about this cosplay thing. What, what's your favorite that you've pulled off so far, or what's the one that you've gotten the most compliments on? How about that? Um, probably I did Maya from Borderlands. Okay. I went to Comic Con with that. That was really good. I think I probably got a lot of compliments on that one. Probably that was like my most worked on because I made a gun as well. Nice. Uh, that took me a long time. Um, but that's probably my favorite. But I'm also redoing the new Maya from Borderlands 3 as well. So, yeah, I definitely say that's probably my favorite. 
All right, you're talking to a big Borderlands fan, so hint, hint, there might be someone on my list that might be in Borderlands as well, so we'll oh, see. okay. <laughs> and now let's talk about your podcast. What is this all about? It's Game Till 5, so I know it's a, it's a spinoff of God Till 5, obviously, and what do you guys talk about? Obviously video games, but what's your format? So we've pretty much just ripped off the entirety of God Till 5. Um, I say ripped off. They're like, uh, I don't... I don't know what to call them. They want me to call them their daddy podcast, but oh, it just God. grosses me out too much. Right. So, um, yeah, it's like brother brother podcast. Yeah, it, it, was, um, it was their idea as well. So it's it's not like we sort of came on which was like, hey, we're stealing your podcast idea, and then just ran away. So right. I guess they're kind of involved, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just um, – so we do top fives um, between me and Nikki. So Nikki has five and I have five. And then we right. just talk about the ones we like on, like, different themes and that kind of thing. Which one's the yeah. favorite you guys done so far? Oh, um, I don't know, Nikki. Have you got a favorite? <laughs> I'm always torn between uh, top five Final Fantasy characters, just because that was quite niche and I enjoyed doing that, and also top five PC games from the '90s. That was my favorite. Okay, I loved PC games in the '90s, so yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big PC guy, so you're not going to see anyone uh-huh. from a PC game on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, they weren't good games. They were just games that I played as a child. So they seemed good at the time. Um, so, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, now it's just potatoes. And working, I'm sure you guys will plug it after, but is it bi-weekly? Is it weekly? How, how many time, How many episodes have you guys done? All that stuff. So we are bi-weekly. Um, we've only done like 20 episodes. I think the 21st one just came out um, a week or so ago. Uh, we're coming up to our year, actually, oh, I think, nice. is our next episode. Okay. So, yeah, we're still quite new. Babyish. <laughs> and now my final question. Who's the Max and who's the Jesse of the crew? <laughs> Jesse would say I'm the Jesse. I don't know, though. Steph, what do you reckon? I think that's fair. I think you can be <laughs> Jesse and I can be Max. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Let's get into the top fives, then. Let's see what we got here. So if we choose one of, so the listeners know, if we choose one of the other one's top fives, then we're going to replace it with something else. So this might not necessarily be our top five, but it's going to be as close as we could get it. Fair enough? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So since you girls are the guests this week, you guys could lead with your number five. Steph, you can go first. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. She says it's generous, but really it's just because she didn't want to go first. Um, <laughs> all right. My number five then is I'm going kind of modernish, I guess. I'm okay. going with Bayonetta. Okay. Uh, so you, I don't know if you've played Bayonetta. It's quite a weird one. Yeah, it is. I actually played it on the Wii. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I played the first one. Or Xbox 360. I can't really remember. Um, Yeah, I've gone with Bayonetta just because she seems like she's the typical, like, I don't know, overly sexual type fantasy creature that she is but um i don't know there is like a little bit more to her in the story and stuff she ends up becoming quite motherly like i know quite a few guys who actually don't really like bayonetta even though she looks like i don't know like as a red-blooded male you should i don't know what i'm talking about i guess you know what it is it's because i guess it's yeah it's more the the look of the i guess the leather and then with obviously her boobs sticking out and all that stuff and then the hair tied up and some people are into the fetish of having glasses so i guess all that tied together right yeah she could be seen as sexy i think is what i'm trying to say i want to talk about the glasses (laughs) sure because i feel like it's not really like ever a thing that you see okay um and it just looks quite random she's in the leather and then it's like glasses like she's half like office 
worker slash sexy cat woman. I right? just I didn't I've never played it. I just looking at pictures of her. Just yeah, boggles my mind. To me, I enjoyed the gameplay. Like you, like you said, it was unique. It was something you'd never seen before. All, all the morphing techniques that she had in it, I believe. And she was just, yeah, a badass, a kick-ass. And it was, it was totally, you have to suspend your disbelief, obviously. You just got to go in there with wanting to have fun or else then you're not going to like this game. And I think that's probably the problem with a lot of people was, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think the story doesn't go how you think it's going to go. It's got a bit of a weirder one than like normal kind of, I guess because it's so Devil May Cry-ish as well, you think it's just going to go exactly the same way as those kind of games, right? But then it kind of goes a little bit more like there's a daughter randomly appeared and like actually it's (laughs) a version of her and yeah, some weird paradox stuff that happens in there. Um, But yeah, like you said, it's just a fun game and i just quite enjoy her she reminds me quite a lot of liz hurley in bedazzled which is one of my favorite movies ever which is a weird one but i love it yeah never watched it sorry (laughs) and the other thing that comes to mind to it were the boss battles the huge bosses and the crazy stuff you had to do as well that was pretty cool in that game yeah yeah there's definitely some really cool like creature and enemy designs and stuff like that like it's all a little bit um i guess uh what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, religious, kind of. Like, yeah. there's a lot of demon-y kind of things like that around. Yeah, I could see um, that. And I know you guys like to do also facts on your show. Do you guys have any fun facts about this game? Um, so I don't have any facts for Bernetta. She was quite hard to find, actually, facts-wise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I'm trying to remember. I have spoken about her before as well on some form of something and i'm trying i was trying to remember those facts but if i had any but yeah i couldn't find any what was the studio that put out this game was it was it sega uh no i think it might have been capcom it's one of those it's definitely a japanese studio um, oh, it was sega makes sense so was it sega? you're just googling stuff for me now <laughs> Click on the Google. um yeah well i already had it up because i was staring at her face so um it was developed by platinum games and published by sega there you go platinum that's what i was trying to think uh. of Okay. Yeah, but it was still Japanese, like you said, and that's why it was kind of over-the-top-ish, right? Yeah, because they did, like, Astral Chain that just came out and Near Automatica and those kind of ones, and they all kind of feel mm. quite similar. Right. Now, that's a good number five. Again, not on my list. I didn't even think of that one, honestly. I guess it was one of those throwaway games for me, but no, that, that is yeah. a good one to start off with. Well, my number five was one of the first female characters I ever played as, and again, sorry, back in the 80s and 90s, men were still chauvinistic, even though I wasn't a man, I was still a boy. <laughs> But you had that side where you didn't want to play as a girl if you were a boy. You know what I mean? So the first girl I played with, and this sounds really bad, but anyways, the first girl I played with (laughs) in a video game that I didn't feel awkward and I felt like she was a badass was from Street Fighter 2, Chun-Li. Nice. Yeah. Like like I said, just her moves. And plus she had the easiest, cheesiest move with that crazy kick that would just piss people off and want, want you to get into fights you just trap him in a corner keep doing the kicks and all that and yeah she was like one of those bad and you don't see her as a badass because she was one of those like girlish type but then when she would fight she would kick ass obviously right yeah she was definitely like the first girl kind of that you looked at that you were like you don't look like you should be able to do anything but it was the legs right? those powerful legs they were very muscular yeah <laughs> Girl did at squats. They definitely can kick you in the face. Are you guys a fan of Street Fighter? I am. Um, I played it 
when I was younger. I definitely remember playing it a lot. I was always a big fan of Tekken, but I did have Street oh. Fighter as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she, she was always actually one of my go-tos as well, because I have to admit that even, like, as a young girl, like, I didn't like playing as guys either. I think it's just maybe ingrained in you where you just kind of want to, like, right. play as the girl. So she was definitely one of my go-tos. What about fighting games as a whole? Is that, like, a genre you guys like to play, or is it just something, if someone's really talking about it, you'll check it out? Um, I think there's always, like, one. I think everyone has, like, a couple that they get really set into. So I think mine is um, Soul Calibur. Oh, I've, quite like playing some caliber games although i don't have the newest one i don't mind mortal Kombat, yeah. um but yeah if i end up playing one it's normally soul caliber i don't know about nikki i wouldn't say it's like games that i really play anymore but i was definitely more into them when i was younger i remember tekken was always like the one that i liked the most um dead or alive i think i played a bit as well oh. but yeah generally it's not something that i kind of go into anymore but i, I do have a lot of love for like the old retro kind of ones yeah I'm... the dead or alive movie remember that what they did a movie yeah Yeah, there was a movie uh and it starred one of the people who was also in neighbors which is a weird australian soap for people who don't know um and i can't really remember much else about it i remember it was like typical there was just lots of women in bikinis and it was weird (laughs) and it was terribly acted I but don't I know. I thought it. I liked it. Oh, um, no, maybe I liked it was because I was like seventeen and I had no like taste. I don't know. <laughs> if I watched it today, I'd probably fucking hate it. But it existed and it was a thing. Well, yeah. speaking of movies, they also did the Street Fighter Two movie, right? And I think it was a big flop. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like the old Mortal Kombat movie as well is. It's great, but it's terrible. It's one of those. I know. Like, I had a guest on a few weeks ago that we also talk, touched on it. And to me, it's one of those like those cult classics. It's like it's so bad that it's good. But the reason why yeah. it's good is because it literally follows the storyline to the T. Like, it doesn't deviate like all these other so-called movies that try and make their own story just with the IP of it, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's like, and you're just kind of like, I get where you're going with it. And it kind of works. But at the same time... Like, normally there's a lot more interesting fighting that I get to do in this, rather than just, I don't know, watching some people and Van Damme do things. <laughs> exactly, Van Damme. That says it all, Guile. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> wow. But yeah, my, my favorite fighting game was, would probably be Mortal Kombat and then Street Fighter. But I don't play fighting games anymore. I, I don't know. To me, I, I need a story. I need investment. I can't just go into something yeah. cold and just... Like, even... Like, I used to be a huge... Because I'm a big MMA fan. I used to love the UFC games, even, like... Uh, punch out series on nintendo all that stuff but it like it leads literally to nothing anymore like it's just okay i think it's better if you play with someone like for co-oping and stuff like that it's awesome but for i guess one player games i I just can't anymore yeah i think with me in the tekken games i remember some of the old ones they had they would have like so if you like you do all the fighting you go through like everyone and there'd be like a like a five second cut scene and like that's all you get for some reason back then that was enough for me i was like yeah this this lovely like 3d shitty cut scene but Unless, like, I feel like a fighting game can really give a lot of story, I'm not, I'm not really in. See, and I think that's why I love Mortal Kombat so much was because of yeah. all the sec- first off all the crazy secrets and Easter eggs that were in it, and then the actual story of each one progressing through, and you got to see, and then you know who's aligned with who, and then everyone's ending is different. And even though Street Fighter sort of did that, but not really. It was just like you said, one cutscene at the end with a picture saying yeah. congratulations. But at least Mortal Kombat there was something, and especially as the series evolved after, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go into your number four. Oh, okay. Um, so, my number four is Morrigan from Dragon Age. I don't know if you guys... I know Steph has played Dragon Age. 
I've never played Dragon Age. Nope. I stay away from those yeah. games. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's quite it's quite a story heavy game. Um, but one of the reasons I picked her as a female. I mean, I guess I could say that she's a bit of a bitch, which would kind of be true. Okay. Um, one of the reasons why I liked her was because she's probably, for me, one of the only female characters I've come across in a game that kind of doesn't like immediately like you and wants to join you. She's quite cold, sarcastic, um, and the only way you kind of get past that is actually like having her on your team and like getting to know her and everything. Um, and then you find out, actually, she's it's more just like she's been sort of fucked up by her mother and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, she's just quite human in the way that some games I just think are just, you know, you find someone and they're just like, yeah, I'll come along with you. And it's like, really? No, it's not, it's not really like that in the real world. Obviously. Right. Yeah. I've never played I mean, this game. Yeah. What, what is the gameplay like though? What's the whole game based on? I know it's like, what is it? Like a hard RPG or something like that? Yeah, it's it's an RPG. It's almost like uh, Game of Thrones, but in like oh. a video game. Okay. Um, the story is kind of similar because it's all to do with like this blight that's happening, which in some ways is kind of like like the White Walkers from from Game of Thrones, and you kind okay, of have okay. to like come together to defeat this blight while there's other like political shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is good. Like it, it's I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm into like hardcore RPGs, but it's just got a, quite a good story with it, and the characters are really genuine. It is a Bioware game, so that normally oh, gotcha. means that that's right. It is. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steph, what do you think about Morrigan? Um, I really liked Morrigan. She was one of my favorite ones out of that that game. Um. I think, like you said, just because she really doesn't like you. Um, she's just like, oh, why Why am I being sent with you? She comes along anyway, and I can't remember why. I like that you well, find her, her mother makes her, basically. Oh, yeah. I like that you find her in a swamp. That's always nice. <laughs> I'm a fan of swamp, swampness. Um, yeah, I think she was one of my people. I, I've played Dragon Age a couple times. I have struggled with the first Dragon Age. I've never tried the others, but I really struggled with the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's quite it. top-down. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's one of those things where the combat's quite slow because it's um, a little bit MMO-y where you, like, press a button and then they kind of auto-do the move rather than it being, like, more of an action kind of one. Although they improve that on, like, the later ones, right? Mm. Yeah, they do. It's more of, like, a 3D kind of... I guess it's, like, third person in the end, it basically ends up being. Mm. Um, Where it starts off more like a Baldur's Gate kind of look to it and then becomes more of that kind of third person but yeah i i think it's just mostly just because she's she's really strong female character she has her own agenda i think that's what i like like she doesn't really give a fuck about you (laughs) unless obviously you want to romance her and fall in love with her it's fine but it's just kind of that not really giving a shit um that i just really enjoy i don't know i see myself in morrigan (laughs) this is quite revealing about you nikki i hope you know this I'm a bitch, apparently. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm a nice person, really. I don't live in a swamp. <laughs> well, uh, if you did, then you get real good reception from there. <laughs> I know. I know people. You guys got any fun facts? Um, so, one of my facts is that she's voiced by voice actor and actress Claudia Black. I don't know if you've ever watched Farscape or Stargate. I've heard of it, but no, I've never watched yeah. it. Yeah. She's she's awesome. Um, she's a good actress. It's basically she it's, she like she likes to be in sci-fi TV shows. Um, she's just yeah, the voice actor is really really good. Um, her son actually appears in the game, and oh, she wow. called him Odin, 
which is quite cool. Like the real life, the real life son is called Odin, which right. I thought was a badass name. That is a crazy name. Yeah, that's a, live, um, a lot to live up to, I think. <laughs> so much pressure. It's almost, it's almost like calling your son like Thanos, know, Lucifer, or something. It's slightly intimidating. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really have much more than that, to be honest. I know that she was named after a character that the creator had made in um, like a LARP Dungeons and Dragons thing that he once did. So that's about it really. But yeah, that's, that's the reason why I picked her. No, another solid pick. Again, I've heard of the game. I, I know it was highly critiqued and it was very well received, but I, again, I, I can't play those games. It's, and they take up a lot of time too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. I, yeah, they're quite life absorbing. It was a while, a while ago that I played it. Cause I think it came out sort of maybe like, 10 years ago now potentially oh, wow. it was on like 360 um, right so yeah I think I played it on, on PC potentially but yeah they've obviously they continued and she's been in like the the last few games as well but um, yeah alright let's go into my number 4 so far so good we haven't crisscrossed anything so let, let's keep it rolling here yeah. I'm going old school again this character made her first appearance on the NES but no one knew that it was a her and then Eventually, after we end up finding out when she took off her helmet, I am speaking of, from the Metroid series, Samus. Nice. Nice. Not on your list? No. Okay, good. So we keep it going. Perfect. Yeah. So first time I played Metroid was on the NES. I don't know how I played it back then. I tried to go play it now on, like, the NES Classic. And we are so spoiled nowadays with maps and save points and knowing where to go, (laughs) where... I literally got lost in the first five minutes. got so frustrated. I'm like, how the fuck did I enjoy this as a kid? But anyways, the my favorite one was the one on the Super Nintendo was Super Metroid. I still That one you could still play to this day because at least that one had sort of a map and you could have sort of know where you're going. And this is what literally shaped what, what they call the, what is it, the Castlevania Metroid? What, what is it? Mm. Uh, yeah, no it's name. like, yeah, Castlevania Metroid kind of. Metrovania? Metro- is Castle- that what it is? Yeah. Whatever, whatever two words you squish together <laughs> is what it is. But I loved it. I like. I remember as a kid wanting to come home. I was in school, just thinking of this game, running home, and then the whole bombshell of it. I'm saying it, but whatever the character was being a she, because you end up finding that out on the NES when you punched in that secret code with her without her suit on, and then that was the first time you got to see her as a she, right? So that that was n- another. Is she wearing like a bikini or like underwear or something? Something like that, something reddish or purplish, as and then she had wavy hair, and her gun was even different. It was like a wavy gun instead of like the straight gun. So, but the only sh- shitty part was I don't think she could take as much damage as when she was in the suit. So, but that was again a cool thing to know that. And especially back then on NES, you usually just played one character and that's it. If you had a secret character that you could play as, oh my god, it was the end of the world. Yeah, and especially like those kind of things where it's like you didn't have the internet much that back then. Right. Either. So it was like some random, it was like a mystery that you heard on the playground and then you like race home to go and try it. Because you're like, yeah, you're just talking a bunch of shit. Like, I don't believe you. And then you went back <laughs> and tried it. And then the kid that came up with it was like hailed as a god for the next week yep. until the next one happened. <laughs> And I don't know why no one's ever thought about this, or maybe they have, and I'm just not up to it, but someone should gather all these people who've ever come up with these codes on their own and figure stuff out as a kid and write, like, a book or put on, like, some TV series of how the hell did these kids figure this shit out? Like, you got to be, like, I don't know, on another level or a complete loser because you have no time in the world and you're just punching every single random number you could or whatever. Like, even the old Contra code. How did someone figure that out? How random is that? It's true. A lot of time. 
time. Not time. I don't think they cast it as wasted. These are the type of people that yeah. that is like, I don't know, just weird savant children right? that know the weird things to put in, and that's all they, they do. They might not be doing much else now, but or they'll be super smart. They'll just be one or the other. Exactly, and even the people who put out like the YouTube videos, like on day one, when they're the ones who stay up all night and clear it and figure out everything in the first shot without seeing anyone else do. How the like, I don't know, man. These guys are on different. Yeah. Like, you're, you're wasting your talents on just playing video games. You should either be making them or critiquing or something. If you're able to do that, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's impressive. We're in NASA. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe they are. Maybe. Maybe this is what rocket scientists do on their time off. <laughs> you never know. What about you guys? Did you guys enjoy Metroid? Did you ever play it? Or even the newer versions that af- after morphed into being like first person on, what was it, the GameCube or N64 and all those d- different versions? Yeah, I only ever played it on the, the GameCube. Um, that was my only ever experience with it. But I did enjoy it. I never was like a huge, huge fan of it. Okay. Um, but And I, I had no idea until I was a bit older um, that it was a female because I don't think I played it enough. It was my brother's game. Oh, gotcha. Uh, um, but Steph, I know that I think you played it more right um yeah a bit but i think only because i played it much later like i went back and did a bunch on um on emulators and stuff it wasn't uh-huh. that i played it when it came out because i never had like a nas or a snas or anything when i was younger mm-hmm. i didn't really have anything nintendo when i was younger other than a game boy so uh-huh. i was quite late to it but i really enjoy it but i'm the same as you nikki like for years and years i did not realize that it was a woman so i think it's awesome i, li- I just like the fact that like you know, you just in the beginning, you just didn't need to know it. It was like, oh, we'll tell you at the end. But like, yeah, who cares? No need. Yeah. yeah, you're in a suit. Like, it's fine. See, and, and that was the thing. That was the, actually the first way you could find out that it was a woman. It was you would have to actually clear the whole Metroid game. And I don't know about you, but I don't know anyone that I used to hang out with, and everyone used to play video games when I was growing up that cleared Metroid. It was one of those games that was like unattainable to get to the end to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the, like you were saying with the Metrovania stuff now, where it's like that's kind of the model that other game kind of designers focus on now. It's like making it difficult to get to the end of stuff. Like obviously not impossible, right. but just really difficult. Like I'm never very good at those games. I just get really annoyed too quickly. But yeah, it's cool. I'm trying to think the most recent one. I've, probably the most recent Metrovania game I've played was um, Guacamole. I think that was the one. Oh, I really like Guacamole. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the last ones I did. And that was, they, they did it in a good way where it was hard enough where you would get stuck for a little bit, but then if you just figure it out and then you feel so relieved and then you move on to the next and it didn't feel like it was weighing you down or making you go slower than you had to. Yeah, for sure. And I think they introduced the way they did all the powers and all the different moves. You could right? do really in a nice way. So like you said, like it was easier to work out that you needed to use that new move in some kind of way to get to the next bit, but not like super easy where you just did it without thinking. Yeah, like and plus I'm a huge wrestling fan, as people know too, so that was a little bonus to pull yeah, off those moves. Yes, exactly. So I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was are a they, good game. Are they making a new one soon? I, I think they made a, they a made a part two. One. Yeah, that I know. I don't know if they're going to make a third one. Hmm. Well, I just I just had a look, and apparently Metro Prime Four is is one that is coming out potentially oh. in the future. Um, so yeah, nice. That's well, Metro. See, I grew up. I guess for the Switch. Yeah, I would assume so. And I I grew up on Nintendo products. Like I had the NES. I I say Super NES. I don't say SNES or SNES. So yeah. 
I grew up on the NES, Super NES, and then Genesis was sprinkled in there, which is obviously Mega Drive, as you ladies know. But then as I got older, it turned into Sony, and I got the Wii because it was a good way to bring my wife back into video games because at that point she fall, she fell off, and then she found them too hard to play because it was just too much for her. So the Wii brought her back in, and now luckily she's, she's she plays my PS4 even still to this day, so that's pretty cool, but... I'm not a Nintendo guy, so I've fallen off with... And I hate it, because there's so many good Mario games I've missed on. All the renditions of Mario Kart. Like, all these things, and just Zelda's, not not to forget about them too, right? And I don't know, I just find it that Nintendo is geared to that PG-13, and Xbox is geared to the teenagers, and Sony's geared to the more mature audience. I don't know if you think that way as well. I agree with that. Yeah. You totally always... would, because he hates Microsoft in anything they do, so she's just super Sony fanboy. I think Sony, for me, is just always going to be, like, the best. Microsoft, I'm getting a bit more, like, into now, but I okay. agree with Nintendo. Like, it's not the console that I would get on release. Like, it would be, what? like, last in my list of ones to get. Like, I want a Switch now. I still don't own one, technically. But I'm still, like, mm. I don't know. It, it's just, I would always, like get a playstation first before anything else if that makes sense i don't know i think nintendo is good and i i, I get sad when i miss things but right. like it's just hard to spend the money on it no I, I again i get it i'm a pure sony boy as well i've gotten every playstation that's come out like like i said i had the super nintendo and then i went to a wii and then that's it like i've owned li- yeah. and then obviously game boys in between as well right but the major systems i've only owned three of nintendo's right so but i do want to switch because now you're seeing more of the third-party games that are on playstation yeah, and xbox going on there as well right so it's like ah uh, but then i don't want to give up my sony exclusives because i'm a huge god of war fan uncharted series like all these things last of us right these are all great games that you're not going to get on the switch but then the switch is portable so you see what i mean it's, it's yeah i guess it's a first world I, I, problem yeah. this is why you become like me and you just own everything <laughs> I guess that's one yeah, way. Yeah, you just have everything. I'm just now. special. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, one of those collectors. I think for me, um, I don't know about you, Steve, but like, I think if the Switch Lite was to come down a lot in price, I would consider getting that because I feel like I know it can't connect to a TV, but for me, that would be enough investment for me. I don't know. It probably won't come down price anytime soon, but right. I may get it then. Yeah, but you're talking about the light, right? Yeah, but I don't know. But then it's still, it's, I don't think it's going to compare. Like, if it was super cheap, I'd be like, yeah, I'll get it. But I know it can't connect to the TV, and that's definitely and a downfall. But. That's why I'll never... Like, when I saw the light, I was yeah. like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. But then it's like, no, it doesn't connect. I'm like, then I don't want it. Because I don't want to only yeah. just play... I, I want to get the whole thing, you know what I mean? And again, yeah, for those big third-party games where you want it on a big screen, right? So... Yeah. It's, it's so difficult. Like, unless it was like... I don't know, like $20. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'd get it. But you may as well just buy, like, the whole thing which connects to the TV. And it, it's just difficult. Um, it's just difficult. But, hey, maybe Nintendo one day will be a little bit more appealing to me. Uh, enough to buy. You never know. And another fun fact about me is I've never owned any Microsoft products in my life. No Xboxes. Well, no nothing. I've held an Xbox controller once in my life and played a game once, and that's it. <laughs> that's good, because it's inferior. I'm angry at people as I speak right now. I know. I'm worrying about it. Um, it's also not true. They're all the same. <laughs> it's fine. Who cares? It's just a slight problem with its its like uh, like UI desktop. Like it's like Windows 10. I hate. 
hate Windows 10. Okay, gotcha. So when I turn my Xbox on now, my Xbox One, I'm kind of like, I hate you. But it's fine because the Game Pass is good and Microsoft is okay. I'm bringing it back. I'm, I'm filling the hole in that I was digging. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, you're number three. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. That is me. Uh, my number three is Tally Zora from Mass Effect. Okay. Got another Bioware project. And I was going to go with Femshep because I love Femshep so much. But the more I was thinking about kind of like female characters, I was kind of like, Femshep's not really a female character because she's kind of like you. You right. know what I mean? And you, you kind of decide. Yeah. yeah, and also you kind of decide everything that she does. So she's not really anything like written, I guess. That was my theory anyway. Um, but yeah, I went with Tally Zora because she's just cool and she's a mechanical genius. And I kind of like that about her, that she's doing all the cool, m- mechanically technical stuff um, in like the space age world rather than, I don't know. She was just a cool, weird person that was an alien and I liked the alienness. Um, I never saw her face. You do see her face. What? There is something in which you see her face. There is a cutscene that you can get. Uh, where you see her face of some kind. Uh, that is possible. I don't know whether it's when you romance her or something like that, but you can. Um, I don't remember that, but then maybe it's because I didn't have sex with her. Yeah. I mean, I, you know maybe. I had sex with all the aliens. <laughs> like, Steph likes aliens a lot. Oh, wow. Okay, to each his own. We're in a different time and age now where, you know, you can do whatever you want, so... <laughs> I love the way you've worded that, Nikki. Thanks for that. Making <laughs> yeah, everyone well, think that I'm a weirdo. When well, we eventually get invaded, which probably won't be long, Steph's going to be up there. <laughs> I'm going to be taking advantage of all this new alien stuff. Um, <laughs> sure. I don't know where to go from there. Um, yeah, oh. She also has great taste because she romances Garrus if you don't romance Garrus. Garrus is my favourite alien. Yeah, he's basically your husband. Hmm. Sorry, Max. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Talizora is awesome. I also kind of like the fact that you don't really get to see her face very much. um, Because it's basically, for anyone that doesn't know, it's because, like, the air anywhere else but their planet is, like, toxic to them. That's Mm. right, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of like she's a bit of a mystery. But, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I have to admit... I've I've missed the train of Mass Effect because when the first one came out, I don't know what I was doing in my life and I just didn't hop on it. And then by the time I realized it was a good game, I think it was already on the third. There's three of them, right? It's a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't count the fourth one. Okay. So the third one came out and then it was like, I tried the demo. I loved it. But then I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was so lost and I just couldn't get into it. And now to go back and play all of them, it's like, no, no, no. Again, I have to have no it's life or, yeah, it's too much to ask for. But again, I've read the reviews. I've seen everything and it looks like it's a game I would love. It To me, it looks almost as if it's like some kind of Fallout in space. Like, you know what I mean? So, and I'm a huge Fallout yeah. fan and I love those type of games, but it, it takes a lot to get into. So I, I'm, those are, that's one series I wish if I could go back and play, I would. Yeah. yeah, I was the same. I was kind of late. Like, Nikki kind of introduced me to it. I, I think at that point where the third one was about to come out, luckily at the time, um, I was still a uni student, so I had a lot of time in the oh, day. We were working in the bar together, me and Nikki, at night. So we had, like, all day to not do much. So I managed to just sit there, for, I think, for, like, a summer and play through all three. But I think if I hadn't had... If it hadn't hit me at that point in time of my life, I don't think I would have ever gotten through them 
in the same way. And I probably wouldn't love them as much because it was kind of nice seeing that whole giant, like, space saga in, like, one yeah. crazy blob. I think, yeah, I was fortunate enough to kind of come into it as it sort of started off. Um, and to me, it was like no other game that I've ever played. Like, it felt, well, I say that it felt a lot like Knights of Republic. Um, obviously, like the Star Wars game by Bioware, but sort of like reinvented into this separate story. But I would say, I know, Steph, you disregarded it earlier, but if you want to kind of have a touch with Mass Effect, there is always the newest one, which is Andromeda, which is on PS4, oh, which yeah. isn't as good as the other ones, but it's still kind of Mass Effect-y. I don't know. I don't feel like it feels like the old Mass Effects, though. That's my problem with it. I know. Like, it feels Effect. like a fun. It feels like a fun space game, but it doesn't feel like Mass Effect mm. for me, anyway. Not enough aliens. No, not enough aliens. I can bang. <laughs> there you go. That's a quote. I did actually on that one. I went with the weird alien man again, and it was so graphic. Oh, it God. was horrible. <laughs> embarrassed and i was sat by myself i was like if anyone actually walks in on me oh, at this no. point they're just gonna be like what the hell are you doing you're damaged yeah. <laughs> watching you're some damaged. alien porn oh yeah <laughs> oh my god oh. yeah i'm glad i didn't do that yeah I, yeah I, don't do it it's it's too graphic <laughs> it hurts burn your eyes have you guys done a top five on uh, favorite space games Oh, there you go. There's one to add to the list. Exactly. Because <laughs> there are a few, because I'm a huge sci-fi nerd as well myself, and I love anything that has, even like uh, TV series, movies, anything to do with space, I'm hooked. Like, it just always drags me in, and I, I love all, all the type of And that's why it's, oh, I, I wish I could have gotten into Mass Effect. Mm. Well, you should definitely watch Farscape with Claudia Black. Because <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I like space games as well. Like, I'm definitely into them. Um, I know that, obviously, like, the new Star Wars game came out today as well. Yeah, that's right. As of this recording, yeah, you're right. It did come out today. Oh, yeah. and yeah, I haven't played it, but like good things. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to it too then. Perfect. All right, what's my number three? Now I'm going back and forth between this one. Now I'm changing my mind. I'm going to slip one in and take this one out, oh, and I'll leave it as my honorable mention then. Because this character is in my favorite game of all time, which I just made it official, my favorite game of all time this year. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't play as her in the game, but you can. And once I reveal the game and her, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Cassandra. Ah, nice. So, I've heard really good things. Yeah, it's the best. I think it's the best Assassin's Creed in the series. And it's even, mind you, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Before that, I think my favorite one was Brotherhood. So that's how far back I go with the series. But at the beginning of the game, for those who don't know, you have the option of picking from one of two siblings. And I believe they're twins. It's either Alexios or Cassandra. I chose, again, being a chauvinistic pig, I chose the guy. So I went with Alexios. And then Cassandra ends up being the bad guy, spoiler alert. And I should have said spoiler alert first, right? But anyways. <laughs> so Cassandra ends up... But I'm going to talk about this character, so it doesn't matter. It has to get spoiled regardless. So pretty much Alexios is, is the saving one. Cassandra gets thrown to the dirt and she ends up going with the bad guys, ends up being the leader, and then you have to chase her down and kill her and all this, or she joins your side because there's a little bit of twist at the end. But I'm choosing her if... Because I didn't really see how it would be if you chose to play as her. I don't know if the story changed a little bit. I assume it really doesn't because I could see how they literally played it sort of 
I don't know, it could go either way if you chose Alexios or Cassandra. But I'm going off the basis of, I guess now, her being the leader of, I guess, whoever the, what is it, um, the, the Templars, I guess, back then, and all that. And plus, Greek mythology I love and all that. And I pumped in about 160 hours into this game, speaking of having uh, not a life, but I loved it. Just everything about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I had to slip a character from in there, and I guess if I had to go with anyone, it would have to be Cassandra. Nice. Yeah, I've not played this one. Um, I've heard really good things, and it's like the one... I keep thinking about that one, or um, what was the other one that came out? Um, Origins? Yeah, Origins was good, but Odyssey just made it so much better. They refined the, the mechanics, because it's brand new mechanics. It's not the same as the old Assassin's Creed. They literally almost started from scratch. And it's just, again, the Greek mythology just pulled me in. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for that, too. Yeah, Greek mythology is cool. I missed the boat a bit with Assassin's Creed. Like, I always played a few of them back in the past, like, at someone else's house. But actually, when this one came out and I actually saw Cassandra, it's made me, like, it's on my list of games that I really want to play. Um, she looks like a badass, and it just looks like a really game. And hearing you speak about it, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm going to definitely get on that soon. I just, I just feel like... Yeah, I don't know. It just it sort of drawing me in a little bit more than yeah. the other ones. I think I'm the same as you, Nikki. Like I've played the first Assassin's Creed game. I played Black Flag, and then this is the next one that I'm actually looking at and going like, yeah, this looks like a cool game. They've done something different. Like you said, yeah, it seems like they have. And speaking of having sex with aliens, you don't have sex with aliens in this game, but a lot of bis- bisexuality in this game. So that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter who you pick with who, because there's a lot of parts where I was Alexios and men are flirting with you and you had the option to have sex with them and then he's having sex with women as well so that's why I'm saying I don't really think it's too much different and because it's in Greece and back then everyone went both ways regardless as they say so you know what I mean so I guess that's why it was perfect and how they created this whole story where either one you could just pluck in and it wouldn't make a difference right yeah yeah was there kind of like romance options in there then oh yeah there was like you could uh like you and it, it would actually it was easy because it, it would show like a sword if you wanted to like fight them it showed a shield if you want to be defensive then it shows like a heart if you want to have sex with them and stuff so, so and then there was like even seeing there's even missions where you have to go get flowers for certain characters you had to massage people and it's it's just yeah if you're if you're a very sexual person i say pick this up it, it, it's it's down your alley <laughs> wow i'm into it but yeah, even the the other thing that was awesome was the DLC. I'm not a huge DLC person. I think the people who've done it the best was for the Fallout series. It didn't really seem like an add-on. It felt like just a whole total extra game that's attached to it. And they managed to pull it off greatly. Like the first DLC is based on uh, or Alexio slash Cassandra going off and ma- uh, having a family. And then stuff happens to their family after when they're older. And then the last part of the DLC involves atlantis and then all that mythology behind cool, atlantis cool. and it was like oh my god and it just kept getting better and better and yeah. i i just it just sat at half hand for me all right you sold it to me <laughs> yeah that sounds good and i don't have any other facts other than just promoting the game and just go by i think well you know what ubisoft is a canadian company so may, maybe they should uh send me a check for all that free publicity i just gave them <laughs> yeah they should new job for you <laughs> So that's my number three. Awesome. Nice. So that means we're on to our number yep. two. Yeah. Yeah. You're up. So my number two is Elizabeth from Bioshock. Oh. Steve, how like you played Bioshock? I love it. Played all three. My favorite Good. was probably part two, but I still liked them all. If I 
could only play one of them. It would have to be part two. But again, they were all good. I love loved the story, loved this world, loved everything about it. Mm. Oh, what, you mean Bioshock 2? Or all of them, just Bioshock everything. Infinite part two. Well, it, it doesn't matter. Any part of Infinite, uh, like in the clouds, under the water, to me, it didn't matter. They were all good equally. But I enjoyed Bioshock 2, like the second Bioshock yeah. to ever come out. That's my yeah, favorite yeah. one. Awesome. I think we're all in agreement that it's a good game, Steph. Yep. Yeah, you know how much I enjoy it. I have um, a fun news, actually, as well, from the uh, gaming world. There is strong rumours that there is going to be a Bioshock 3. I've heard this. I'm confused. I thought it was dead. Yeah, I'm happy about it. It should be. But I think someone owns the rights somewhere along the line. I can't remember what studio it is. Probably Take-Two. Would make sense, yeah. No, no, I would love it for the story to get in. Because, again, Infinite, I didn't mind because, again, they introduced new mechanics or something different. But it wasn't as good as being under... I don't know, that whole... Conf- like, I love those type of games, the confinement games, like the original Resident Evils, Dead Space, like, stuff like that, that you're confined and you're just roaming yeah. through halls and stuff. I don't know. It's It, it adds to the eeriness. Yeah. So in that I, regard... I, sorry, I was going to say, Steve, did you play Bio, let's see, the DLC to Bioshock Infinite? No. You need to play that. <laughs> okay, then. Um, spoiler alert. Rapture's involved. So if you oh. like going under the water, get on that. Okay, perfect. We'll do. We'll do. I'll have to I check will, it out. I'll mention it a little bit uh, now. Not too much. I'm not going to spoil loads. But um, yeah, one of the reasons I really picked Elizabeth, I think, is just because I think she goes through like so much character progression. Okay. Like compared to a lot of female characters. I think sort of initially when you find her, she's quite childlike, quite innocent. Right. Um, and I guess you kind of get to see how she progresses as the game goes along you can kind of see like obviously as she kind of deals with the shit that's going down um and how it kind of affects her she kind of starts off as a damsel in distress but then sort of becomes so much more spoiler alert she like can open tears and she's actually quite powerful mm-hmm. you know almost more powerful than the main protagonist booker yeah so i think as well like sort of watching what happens to her although it's kind of disturbing it's it's just so interesting and like the growth that she gets from it so with the dlc viral at sea you can kind of see how her personality has completely done like a 360 you can see how all of the shit that's happened to her has made her become this different kind of entity she's quite cold she is kind of all about revenge i'm not going to say much more than that but it's just the way that you see her change like that that sort of innocence ripped away from from her although it's disturbing it's just it's just something that you don't normally see so that yeah that's really why i picked her i love her pieces i think she's great and I, I just think she was like a real kind of fresh thing for the games industry see i love when they do when people do a backstory of such a character you hate and you don't and you don't know why they became that way but at the same time once you do that you're turning now them into a good guy because now you feel sorry for them and now you understand yeah. why they're the way they are like same thing like i watched the joker movie i thought it was fantastic but yeah. my wife called me psycho because half the time through the movie I was laughing and I because I could relate to why this guy's going crazy because there's been so many stupid people in my life that I'm like oh I get it I get it and then while everybody's like oh shit why is he doing that I'm like laughing and understanding the character so it's like now I sympathize with him now I like him even more now he's not a bad guy to me now he's fuck he's like how how uh, Darth Vader became cool after a while like you know what I mean yeah definitely I think. With with Joker as well, I completely agree. Like you start to like them because you understand like their their battle and what they're going through. But obviously, like later on, you know that obviously like they are a villain and they are going to do all this horrible stuff. But you're right. kind of like, well, it's not really deserve fault. it. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, you're like, 
it, but it's so good. I think anything that can do that to you is amazing to, to sort of invoke that feeling of like confliction of like, oh, do I like them? Do I not like them? I, I think that's just awesome. Yeah, I love villains like that where it's like you can totally understand where they're coming from. Right. You're like a little bit like maybe we shouldn't go this way around it, but I can totally understand like your thinking of why you think that's a good plan. Like I kind of agree with you, but also don't. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> One question I want to know. I don't know if you ladies know about this. On the remake on the PS4, where they have the bundle of um, Part 1, 2, and Infinite, are the DLCs included mm. in that as well? I think so. Yeah, I think so, because yeah. I keep meaning to buy it, but, and I haven't yet, um, because I think it includes the Burial at Sea DLC. Okay. Oh, wait. It yeah, well. it does. I own it. Sorry, I completely forgot. Oh. Yeah, I, own a physical, <laughs> I own a physical copy of that. That's I over. forget, because I... <laughs> I own it on um on like PS3 as well, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, I've got the actual like the new one as well. Yeah, it's all included. So if you want to buy the Bioshock collection, okay, then I'll have to do that next time I see a sale when it's like twenty bucks or so. I'll have to pick it up for sure just to play the DLC. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I honestly, I'd really recommend it because especially for like Elizabeth, it's oh, it's so good. It's it's my favorite probably DLC of all time. Oh wow. Um, but in regards to like yeah, like the villain aspect, um, I I just I love that because I think that. You don't, you know, you can't have a villain that just one day wakes up and goes, hey, I'm a villain now. Like, there's always a backstory. Yeah. And I think, I think it works really well. I'm not saying she's a villain, but you can kind of see how she finds killing maybe a little bit easier now. Right, um, exactly. How she right. sort of, I guess, became a sociopath, right? Has no feelings and just does it just to do it, right? Yeah, of course. Like, I guess because like in, in Bioshock, like Infinite, you kind of notice how like the first time Booker kills someone, she's just like, oh, like, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Like, and gets really angry at him. Um, and then, like, eventually it's like, she doesn't really give a fuck anymore because right. it's almost like, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's cool. It's all Booker's fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. It's always the guy's fault. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go into my number two. This one's going to be pretty quick because there's really nothing to talk about other than if it wasn't for this person, who knows if there would be even a female in video games. I think this is the first video game, of first female video game to appear or first female protagonist to appear in a video game, all simply by putting a bow on her head. I am talking about Miss Pac-Man. Aww. <laughs> Miss Pac-Man. That's my number two, just again, because I think I read it somewhere, if, if I'm not mistaken. If I am mistaken, please send me emails, but I think she was the first female to appear in a video game. That's probably not, like, far off, because Pac-Man was the first character to appear in a video game. Right. So that would make sense that she would be the first female version and as especially well. as a lead like you know lead, like people don't understand like look how even in the mario series yeah princess toadstool was in it but she was never the main character mario and luigi were right so yeah definitely yeah, yeah, I, think she came later. yeah I think i think you'd be right on that to be honest i think she is the first so there you go there's some knowledge for you people out there if you want to stump someone <laughs> but yeah just simple enough you put a bow on her head and then later on they added lipstick and all that stuff and eyelashes and everything but the original just had just a bow on her head and that's it the exact same how genius was that the exact same game as pac-man put a bow on it now let's sell this as miss pac-man yeah that's crazy <laughs> and then you just redo the whole like okay just keep drawing bows on the things on the old arcade machines you've right? done and so much money such a different world i know um, right how again how spoiled we are nowadays <laughs> <laughs> so yeah unless Can you, you imagine just putting bows on the male characters now oh god oh yeah <laughs> great nathan drake just put a bow on his head it's fine <laughs> female 
<laughs> so I don't know if you guys have any stories about playing Miss Pac-Man or Pac-Man in general. I'm sure everyone's played this game. It's one of those games that's like Tetris. If you haven't played it, then you live under a rock. And I don't know. I really didn't grow up on it too much, but it was there and it wasn't one of my go-to. I, again, I found it not the like there was no I hated the original video games because there's no end. Like there was no you just keep going and try and beat each other's high scores. You know what I mean? There was no I guess yeah. I, I needed a conclusion to stuff, right? So that's why I wasn't really yeah. a big, big fan. But again, I acknowledge its relevance in gaming history. So that's why I put her as high as yeah. number two. It's just, yeah, I guess it's just one of those noticeable things, really. Like, I don't think it would have made any real difference to me as a kid, despite the fact that I did like playing for my characters. I don't think, like, I would, I don't think I really played Miss Pac-Man, but I played, it's basically the same thing. But I was about to say that Miss Pac-Man wasn't sexualized, and that's good, but I did just go on Google and find a weird picture that was made of her uh. with, like, high heels. Oh, God. <laughs> Nude. So, um, yeah, that's not correct. But, yeah, I, I think I like the fact that they did it. But it was it was a very different sort of time. Um, yeah, I think kind of missed like the generation that we were kind of missed the arcade the the whole going to the arcade thing and playing arcade machines. It was okay. more like by the time I think I personally I think probably Nikki's with me with this. I'm not sure about you, Steve, but like video games kind of were in the home, so it was kind of that's where you did more video game stuff. And like you said, like the more arcadey ones were just the point of seeing how far you could get and, like, how much of a high score you could get. And there was no real, like, adventure or story. It was literally just, like, can you beat your friend on this one thing? So it doesn't really kind of have the same feeling. But I still enjoy playing. It's one of those things where you can put it on and everyone enjoys it. But, yeah. Yeah, like, I I grew up still in the video game age. It was right towards where, again, Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam, all these huge... Games are coming out, Cruising USA here in North America, all these type of games. So it was more of the one versus one type of thing. Like, you know, you want to beat your friend, you want you want to have bragging rights and talk about it to other people and whatever and feel good about yourself. But then it made the transition, like everyone else, to the home systems, right? But I still got a little bit of that. But again, Miss Pac-Man was more of the first type of video game to come out. And I missed a boat on that. Like, I'm not into Galaga. I'm not into these old school Centipede and all these games. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. Like, to me, it was more afterwards when people actually look like people in cartoon characters. You know what I mean? Instead of just pixels. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. But I'm, I'm glad that, that Pac-Man had a wife. <laughs> <laughs> glad he wasn't alone. Yeah, it's nice to think of him and her growing old together. Oh, that's Pac- funny. <laughs> all right. You're number one. Okay, I thought we'd have a crossover, but we haven't had any. So that's well, we'll nice. see. Yeah. Um, Steph, do you want to take the lead on this one? Oh, amazing. Um, so our number one is Miss Lara Croft. Ah, yes. not mine. I was going to bring her up, but I didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. We figured we can't not talk about Lara Croft when talking about female video characters. Of it just course. feels wrong yeah, to me. Yeah, you're right. It does. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to talk about because there's so many different versions of her. I see. I wasn't a fan of the original PlayStation One uh, games. I, I didn't. I, again, I found it too hard. It was if you didn't know what you were doing. Again, for some odd reason, there was no map involved. You just literally had to figure out secret passageways and this and that. And obviously, everyone knows the PlayStation One graphics were still being tinkled with, and it wasn't the greatest polygons or whatever you want to call it back then. So I I hopped on more of it with the current renditions now on the PS4 and PS3. Mm. I really yeah. love the new versions of what they've done with it. It's really cool, and I see that like it does really work for like a modern 
kind of audience. So I really enjoy the new ones, but I did enjoy the old ones as well. Although I was more scared of the old ones than I am of the <laughs> of anything in the new ones. I don't know why people thought. I guess I kind of understand why the first ones were kind of scary. I mean, there was that bear that I always. You were terrified about. of the bear. You always talk about how scarred by the oh bear God. you are. I think it was because it was quite a quiet, like the first level, because I had it on a on a demo. So my brother used to always have the the Sony magazine. So they'd always, obviously, they started the demos that were coming out. Right. And I'd always had that first level on the demo. And it was like in this little temple. And yeah, like you were sharing the temple with a bear. Um, and as he was just a polygon bear, he kind of just like a black mass that was kind of like sort of coming towards you and then would obviously attack you. Um, but it was such a good game i think for me as a young girl probably about sort of seven or eight mm-hmm. sort of seeing this female protagonist kicking ass right and shooting bears um was just quite inspirational for me this is what i want to do with my life <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did the opposite i actually went into like, like Save conservation the saving the bears but i started off shooting them um hey at least you're not having sex with the bears all right so we'll yeah. leave it at that <laughs> Exactly. It could be way worse. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, the reason why we picked we picked Lara was because I think she was just a massive catalyst for more female protagonists. Of course, yeah. As soon as she came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I even yeah. liked, uh, what was that? Uh, they had one uh, for PS4, a top-down sort of dual stick version, uh, Temple of Osiris. I, was that what it was called? Yeah. That yeah. one was actually fun, too. I don't mind those, uh, I guess, Diablo-type games over the top where... You walk around and discover and shoot th- double thumbstick smash TV style, I guess, as well. But that was out of the blue and just a nice entry to the series as well. Yeah, I've not played that one. It always looked really interesting. There's also like the mobile version as well, like uh, Lara Croft Go. Go? Yeah, like I saw that. I think they did a Hitman one as well, which I played, yes. but not the Lara Croft one. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm not really into mobile gaming nowadays, especially like for apps and stuff like that. I just find it's, mm. I don't know, without a remote controller i can't really do anything like i don't know i i I can't the controls are too finicky for me yeah i can't do anything that's more complicated than pushing one single button right i think these are more like strategy ones like on your phone um so i can do them because it's more like just pressing like on the phone screen rather than doing like actual having to do like when you see people play Fortnite on their phone now that's just crazy how how are you doing that i don't yeah i don't get it either yeah like The easy ones to play are like the the tycoon type games, like the Sims type games. Those are good to play on your phone and stuff. But other than that, yeah, I I, I don't understand. Yeah. What about the yes. Tomb Raider movies? You guys a fan of Tomb Raider movies? I remember really liking the Angelina Jolie ones when they I, first came yeah, out. Okay, they weren't they weren't bad, and she did a very good Lara Croft. I didn't really like the latest one because I was really into the first like lot of the new kind of Lara Croft starred ones okay. I can't remember what the first one was called that was just that was Tomb out. Raider is it just called the Tomb Raider I think so yeah it's just Tomb Raider again yeah um like obviously she kind of got redesigned she was younger she you know looked a bit different right it she the actress was so similar so similar to the actress and the story started off the same and then it kind of divulged into like confusion for me and then i kind of just lost it but i don't know about you guys yeah because uh it tells a lot when i think of the vi- the recent i guess the two installments of the video game that the reboot they did i consider that the movie for some reason like i'm i always get them cross mixed with because the story in the video games were so good and it was so tight and the cutscenes and everything that i think that yeah. that's the movie sometimes you know what i mean and yeah there are certain mm. times where i'm like what was the movie about and then 
because obviously I know Angelina Jolie, so she stands out. But the actress in the the reboot movie and the reboot game sort of looks similar as well. Yeah, she was... Uh, look, so the actress is Alicia Vikander, right? Which I really like her in stuff normally. But I've, and then I've only seen bits of the new Tomb Raider movie, but I was really, like, not into it. Although, to be fair, the person who does, uh, to, like, Lara's voice acting in the new video games... Mm-hmm. Um, if you see ever see a picture of her, she looks very similar to does, yeah. Lara Croft, and she's also an actress because I think she's in like Grey's Anatomy or something like that. Oh. They cast her. Yeah, know, exactly. Right? That was my thing. I was like, just cast her because then it's exactly the yeah. same. Thank you basically you. made the same movie. Yeah. The thing is, when I saw the trailer to the newest one, I was like, wow, this is exactly the same to the mm-hmm. game. The game's obviously, as we said, is like really cinematic, right. and in itself can just be a movie. And I was like, wow, it seems like they've just done that. They've just made it into a film and I think it, it did start off like that but it just went to shit I believe mm. I don't know that's just my opinion I basically just fell asleep because I was like this isn't the same it's yeah. boring now and I just passed out but um, I think if they just kept it the same then it could have worked but they tried to do all this weird fancy shit and I was just I was out after that I just yeah I think the game stood alone on itself almost like a movie wasn't even needed I think I know you're right again just Hollywood trying to make more money <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty much <laughs> I'm a little bit scared for Uncharted I say a little <sighs> bit I'm really scared We'll see what happens. Like, I don't know. I, I, I've given up on video game movie adaptations and all that stuff. Or even the other way around, making a good game out of a, out of a movie or TV series. I've just, whatever. Just I think people should just stick to their lane now. And unless you could do it, do it. But if you're not going to do it or half-ass or just doing it as to grab more money, then don't bother, man. Like, yeah. Just look back. Yeah. How, how many flops there have been, right? Yeah, there's so, so many. So that's an awesome number one, because obviously everyone knows who Laura Croft is. Any other facts or tidbits you want to share? I've got quite a few. Steph, you go first. Um, I think I've got like one fact, which is um, that her iconic boobs were never supposed to be as big as they are. They apparently were, their first, like when they first designed her, they were like, oh, they're a little, like, I think she was a little... Uh, flat and manly so they wanted to up it by like 50 percent but they accidentally made it like 150 percent oh my god um and then they were like oh this is a fantastic improvement and then (laughs) left it there so this is why she has massive like pointy boobs because they were never actually designed they were just like thrown on there at the end it's almost like they didn't game test it they were just like oh they look good it's like you know when you make a character and character design on games right and like you're sitting in character creation and you're making your character oh they look fucking good (laughs) and then you see them in the game and you're like oh fuck what have i done right (laughs) yeah it's like they just put in some numbers and went yeah that seems like about right and then just went just rendered and that's just the thing that came out of it oh my god that's a nice fact (laughs) (laughs) um I wanted to talk a bit, actually, about her, like, the kind of sexual kind of thing that everyone went a bit crazy about when it comes to Lara Croft, because a lot of people, including feminists, were like, oh, she's created by males, like, she has this kind of, like, she's just created by male fantasies. Right. Um, And then some people were like, no, like, look at her original design. She doesn't even really resemble a female figure. She's all polygons. (laughs) Um, There seems to be a big controversy when it comes to this. Myself... I believe that I just think that she's a product of the time. And I think yep. that actually, if you look at every single Lara Croft throughout the, you know, especially now, um, she's just a product of the time. Like, yeah, okay, maybe she, her shorts were quite small, but that's just kind of what got people involved. And that's what people thought would be interesting. And, and you know, now we kind of understand that now game's a bit more realistic. Yep. She's a bit more suited to her environment. She's not wearing like tiny short shorts. 
and I just yeah I just don't think I, I wouldn't attack it I just say well that's just what it was like in the 90s yeah it's true and if you don't like it don't play it plain and simple yeah, yeah. That's my whole go-to nowadays. If you don't like it, then who cares? Move on. We have so much entertainment, so much stimulation nowadays. You don't need to dwell and be exactly. a fucking troll online and stay say shitty stuff. Just let it be. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Like, just move on with your lives. Yeah. That's like, it. Like, she could be attractive and people can find her attractive, but, like, that's fine. Like, she can be attractive, but she's still a badass. It doesn't stop that. But yeah, no- she's still going to lock the butler in the freezer no matter what you do. And then you have the flip side of the other people that would be like, if you make her completely ugly and completely looking like a man or a very athletic, oh, what, you think all women are ugly? Do you think this? And it's like, you can never win. Yeah. So who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. You'd have the flip side of like, oh, so women who do things instantly aren't like pretty or that kind of Exactly, just, right? Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, it's true. You can never win. Not even real. Thank you. <laughs> all right, my number one now yeah. we'll get into. Yeah. I do just want to oh, say one more sure. fact. No, go for it. If that's okay. Just because it was tied to something Steph just queen. said. No, go for it. Go for it. I found it earlier and I really wanted to say it. Um, which was, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I know Steph did, but okay. if you ever played Tomb Raider and you locked the butler in the fridge. Which Tomb Raider are we talking about here? I think it was Tomb Raider 2. Basically, yeah. it, you could lock the butler that you had in your house okay. in the freezer. Okay. Um, if you timed it right, you lure him in. He's in there with his little shaky drinks, oh his polygon body. You lock him in, and then he stays there forever, effectively. Um, uh, basically, it was just quite a renowned thing that you do. Everyone fucking did it. Uh, no one really thought about the outcome. But apparently, in the expansion of Rise of the Tomb Raider, Blood Ties, players can actually find a message from Winston the butler to Lara's father, explaining how a young Lara has attempted to give him hypothermia. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I just killed me. I was like, shit. <laughs> it's, it's had a like an impact. He knows. He was. Well, of course he knows. You locked him in the freezer. I know. Poor guy. Yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> All right, my number one. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Cut her off. I'm gonna go with one of my favorite video game series of all time. I just finished playing the remake of part two of this series. Mm. I'm going with from Resident Evil, Jill Valentine. That is my number two. I don't like... Who's the other main uh, female character in Resident Evil? Um, Uh, Claire Redfield. Yes, I don't like Claire. I don't know why I found her, especially in the original ones, they made her too girly, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? She wasn't really a badass, even though she killed zombies and everything, but in all the cutscenes, she was like, oh, no, like, no, or come back here. Like, I don't know. That's all I remember for some reason. Whereas Jill was the Marine or whatever she was for part of Star. She was a badass. She was there to kill and... I enjoyed actually playing more as in the original Resident Evil as Jill than I did playing as Chris. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like I, to be fair, Jill was one I was really toying with putting in, um, just because I think for me as well, like she was another female protagonist that I really loved growing up. Like just as like a young girl, thinking that this this person is just a badass. I'd always like you know pick her, um, and she yeah she wasn't like overly scared or anything. She was just right. like playing Chris really. Um, yeah, she's awesome. And I found that with her, it was a bit easier because I think she had the lockpick. She had extra baggage to carry more collectibles and items and stuff like that. So there was actually a little bit of difference from playing from each character. And that was the other thing I enjoyed about Resident yeah. Evil, obviously. Which doesn't seem true because normally women's clothing doesn't have enough pockets. <laughs> she had pockets. Yeah, that's why it's good. What's your favorite Resident Evil in the series? Are you, first off, are you guys Resident Evil fans? I am. 
Okay. I'm. I like it, but I can't play it. I am too much of a wimp. Um, okay, so fair enough. <laughs> I really, I played a bit of the new remake actually, and I okay. really enjoyed it. And I really want to try and play it, but I know that I'm gonna just get really freaked out. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I played one and two growing up. It was one of the first games that I ever played. That's nice. why I'm slightly disturbed as a human. <laughs> um, it was a Christmas thing for some reason. My family, we just we just decided to play Resident Evil at Christmas why on not? PlayStation 1. I don't know why. Makes sense. Um, so for me, they're real big influences. And I, I loved Resident Evil 1 and 2. Right. The remake is great. I don't mind Claire Redford too much. Okay. Um, but then I haven't played two in a while. So maybe she was a little bit squeamish. But in... Admittedly, I preferred her in the original, so I did the remake. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The remake, I didn't find her like that. Like in the remake, she didn't really bother me as much. But again, yeah. comparing the two, it wasn't exact an exact ripoff of part two. It was sort of in the same vein. It's just it was more updated. There was like you like in, I remember in the original Resident Evil two, you were actually in parts of the city. You were in like a diner. You had to go in like you were in some kind of lab, not a laboratory. I almost remember almost like some kind of meat shop or butcher shop or something in the back and then you have to go through the laneways and stuff like that. But you didn't have any of that in the remake. It was more in the, I guess, yeah. the police station and then underneath the police station and all that, right? But it was still a great game. It's true, yeah. And I love the fact that they updated the controls because you can't go back and play those original ones anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I did try and load up my PlayStation 1 sort of before the remake came out just to try it again. Right. And I, it definitely, when you remember it, you think it's fine and you think no. it's okay to play. But then when you actually do it, you're like, fuck, this is impossible. The running and the shooting was just, it was pain. It was. It was one of those, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like you can sort of recommend it to people if they've never played it, but you just kind of know that it's not going to have the same impact as it did back then. And another thing about Resident another one that they made into a movie. Where I found the first movie was good. It was okay. It did a, a, a good homage to the series. But then it just, I, I lost track. And I didn't like them introducing the, the, uh, the what's her name? Mila, I was, was that her name? Yeah, yeah whatever. Her, whatever her last name is, sure. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. I didn't like that character per se. And then even in the later ones, like they didn't even, like, yeah, they introduced Jill Valentine and all that. But was it even Jill or was it Claire? I don't know, whatever. Again, that story is so convoluted too. But I wanted yeah. it more about stars. I wanted more about Umbrella and all that. And it just made it about this biochemically organized being that was her or Alice or whatever after the computer. And it was like, so, I don't know, man. They just ruined it. Well, we spoke about this in our video game movie episode. Oh, okay. And we said the same about the, the first film. It was like, mm. it was good. It was on the right track. Right. And then they kind of just fucked it up. Um, but one of the things that we spoke about, which is what I found out, which is that George Romero was like making a script and he was basically making, wanted to make the second, the second game into a movie like it was okay. and wanted to follow the game a lot more. Right. Um, but they were like, no, no, we'll go with another script writer. Um, oh. and they ended up taking a different direction. So basically in a parallel universe, there is like awesome Resident Evil movies, <laughs> but we don't have them. Oh God damn it, man. I got to send a message to that other Steve to send me one then, man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, now you know. And again, what could have been such a great story? Like, it was to the point, I love this universe to the point where they came out with the novelization of the games. And those things are word for word. Like, I felt like I was playing the video games again when I was reading those books. And it was awesome. And it's like, why can't they do this into movies or TV series? I just, I, I don't get them. And it's so easy. The writing's there on the wall. It's like a home run right away. It's, oh, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, series as well would it be even better because obviously the whole thing with like making a video game into a movie is you're making something that's like 10 hours long right. minimum into like something that's probably an hour but with like a series you could just do like however fucking long you wanted. No, so. it's true. Yeah, I've talked about this with a guest in the past too. I think the key for video game ad- adaptations is has to be TV series. Has to be. Yeah. That's the only way you'll yeah. do justice. Now I want it. <laughs> Out of curiosity, did sure. you play the the Resi One remake that they kind of did? Well, it was more of a remaster, I guess. Yeah, that one I did play, and that one was again that was like literally remastered, and I I couldn't yeah. get through it because it was the ex- maybe see now I'm complaining that Resident Evil Two the remake wasn't exactly a, a remake, but now looking back when I played the first one, it was exactly the same. Where I didn't need to play this again, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like, and that, that yeah. was there was a little nuances that was a bit different too with certain puzzle pieces but again it's like oh i remember this part with the crows oh i remember this part with the big snake that's about to come out like you know what i mean so yeah yeah last game is never happy it's fine. Nah. <laughs> we're too finicky yeah. Yeah. all right before we get into the dumbass of the week that was a great list by both what about if do you have any honorable mentions anything that didn't make the list that almost did um so i was trying to think of like things i will I want to say like Alex Vance from um, Half-Life 2. Okay. She's always a really interesting character, I think, for females and stuff. She was like the first one that was really, really well-rounded and wasn't such a, I don't know, extra extra kind of person. Right. She was always really cool for me. Um, and then, yeah, I think just lots of little background, like females, like some of the Zelda people, like Impa. I really like Impa from the Zelda series. Um, yeah. She always seems cool and chic. But yeah, how about Nikki? I think for me, I had... A couple. I had um, Clementine from The Walking Dead. Oh, that's a I good did actually one. Have, yeah, I did actually have Claire Redfield as well on my list. Oh, there you go. And Joe Valentine. Um, I also had Chloe Frazier from Uncharted, who is also Claudia Black, who's Morrigan. But I decided that Morrigan was a bit more of like a strong character. Right. Uh, and I had Nico from Broken Sword as well. Oh, but that was quite nice. I just have a three that I could think of off the top of my head. Now it would be Sonya Blade because again, a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Uh, have Gage from Borderlands, the Necromancer yes. from the DLC add-on. That was my, that's my favorite character to play as. I was and, wondering if Borderlands was going to come up. See, there you go. And also like Moxie, Tiny Tina, like they had such great female characters in that series. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. So that, it's that so was so hard to pick sometimes. Yeah, I know, right? And then lastly, more recent game that I played and well, on the another uh, here, see, uh, Sony exclusive was Alloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed Horizon. It was it was a very good game, and like I said, new IP. It was like it was kind of futuristic. It wasn't because again, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't played. But yeah, I, I recommend that for anyone. And plus, it's cheap. I think it's the greatest hit now. So I, no excuse for not anyone picking that game up. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right, these ladies ready for the dumbass of the week? Yes, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this week's dumbass of the week. Comes from Florida, like most dumbasses of the week, because that seems to be where all the dumbasses reside in nowadays. Is Florida? Oh, <laughs> uh, Germany or Florida? Oh, there. You go. I guess maybe Germany's the Florida of, of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, has anything? I, I hope not. But most most people have either been mugged, robbed, something stolen from them. I, I would assume everyone knows that feeling of having something lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, what's the craziest thing you would ever do for something that, okay, just say your most 
since we're into video games, your most prized possession, video game artifact, whatever you have that has to do with video games was stolen. What would you do to get that? Would you do anything? Would you harass people? Would you call the cops? Would you try and investigate? You'd probably do anything, right? Yeah, probably call the cops, I think. I mean, like, if I could track the item, I'd probably go to, like, where it was with, like, my dad, because he's quite intimidating. Okay. Yeah, personally. Now, how about this? How? <laughs> That's a good one. How about if it was something that was illegal that you owned, but you didn't want anyone stealing? Oh, definitely Nikki's dad then. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like Taken. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Some- so, all right. This has happened to me as an avid pot smoker. I've had weed stolen from me. I've misplaced weed. I've had people who've broken into my house and taken weed before in the past. And I could talk about weed openly because it's legal here in the great country of Canada now. So no one could say shit anymore. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, did you not? Know? It's great. Oh, I, Canada. It's fantastic. You order it. My, my drug dealer is now the... It's like a government controlled thing right now so it's all like you can just go to the thing and it's like is it a drug dealer if it's legal yeah it's not really or is it just a guy that's selling oh no 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 it's run by the government now what i was trying to say we have like um people who deliver the mail right so that's my new drug dealer now a person shows up on my exactly my postman right shows up at the door he's my new drug dealer i love it and he doesn't even know what he's bringing me that's the best part about it (laughs) if he only knew so, I've had weed stolen from me, I've lost it, but I've never been as stupid as to call 911 and place a complaint that someone has stolen my weed. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming it's not legal. Like, it's not legal. Florida, no. No, not, re- not recreational, at least. I don't know if it is medicinal or otherwise, but... So, this person... And here's the kicker. Not only did they call 911 once, they kept calling them over and over and over and over and wouldn't stop until finally... The cops had to say, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. This is ridiculous. If you keep calling us, we're going to have to charge you. (laughs) (laughs) Just you would be arrested for like having possession anyway and then just being arrested again for just being annoying. Right? But, well, well, I guess technically he couldn't get arrested for possession because he didn't have it anymore. So I see where he's coming from where he could just keep calling. But again... Just get arrested for being a... And annoying. But what did he think was going to happen? That the cops are going to go out, arrest this man, and then bring back his weed or something? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, even if they got it back, they'd just be like, and now it's confiscated. Right? So, don't get it. And now yeah, he's probably going to call the sense. police and be like, the police stole my stuff. <laughs> this is what happens here in North America. Well, we'll say in Florida, but I, I just can't believe, I don't know what some people think, how this is normal thinking in someone's head you just call the authorities for something that's illegal like it's like getting a prostitute and then her ripping you off or vice versa and then calling the cops on them it's like what are you doing very true yeah what are you doing i don't understand what quite goes through your head at that point yeah i don't get it to me when people used to take it or i used to lose it it was like oh i hope they enjoyed it like what else can you do that's it it's gone (laughs) yeah it sucks but just go oh well (laughs) oh it's all All good All right, ladies, hope you had a good time on the show today. Hope all was good. I didn't offend you too much. No, not at all. Thank you very much for having us on. Thank so you. now's your time. Plug your shit. Do your all fun stuff where people can find you, where people can listen to you guys at. Nikki, you're good at this stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sure that you're good. I'll, I guess None I'll of us it. are good. Um, 
So you can follow us on Twitter at GameTour5. Um, you can find us on most things like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Wherever you want to listen to podcasts, just search GameTour5. Um, you can follow my cosplay Instagram as well if you want to see my face at EliteCat with two E's. So you can follow my Twitter at EliteCat as well. And Steph, yeah, I don't know if you have any more to add to that. No, I have no real social media. <laughs> Stay away from it. Okay. You can also follow us on Instagram at GameTool5 and YouTube. We're uploading like some of our backlog of episodes oh, yeah. on there as well. It's better to listen on YouTube. That yeah. stuff. That's awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at geo geo wow at gmail.com and then obviously like i said at the top of the show please go support the sponsors helps them out helps me out please rate subscribe review on all the major platforms and upcoming like i've been saying for the past few weeks now the dp awards are coming the third annual dp awards and i think you ladies will be nominated for a category so again follow the socials you'll see where you could vote i'll be putting everything up like i said in the past it it, uh, my 150th episode I'm going to release all the nominees and categories and then two weeks after that will be the third annual DP Awards where I reveal everything hopefully I'll have some call-in guests some call-in uh, presenters some call-in I guess recipients of awards we'll see what happens it's all still fresh everyone knows how I am I just go day by day so we'll see how I feel and how much work I actually want to put into that show so we shall see all good? awesome awesome perfect on that note she's Nikki she's Steph I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.